Live from the Acres Broadcast Center inside East Stadium, this is the Husker Athletic Director Show with Trev Alberts. Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. Padilla gets the snap. Huskers do not blitz. Back to throw is Padilla. Steps, throws, passes, intercepted by Nebraska at the 36-yard line by Chris Kalarvik. Coming back home to the state of Iowa for Kalarvik, a pick to end the game, and that will end the seven-year streak the Huskers have suffered at the hands of the Hawkeyes. Here come the Huskers. The center hat with the first touch. Bump set to the right. Krause for the win. She got it. They did it. Call the grandkids. Nebraska to the Sweet 16. 26-24. Big run to the fourth. Takes down the Kansas Jayhawks. This is going to be one of the biggest wins in school history. Half-court shot doesn't go in there. And Nebraska has knocked off Maryland. Hugs and tears at half court. 90-67 Nebraska wins at 20th ranked Maryland. Let the celebration begin, Husker Nation. And that's going to wrap it up, my friends. 13 seconds left to go. Huskers are going to win for the first time in Omaha since Jake Muehlheisen did in 2004 in an NIT game against the Blue Jays and for the first time in the regular season winning in Omaha for the first time since 1995. Greasel brings it across the timeline. Take that monkey off our backs. Here is your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. Thank you and welcome to our monthly sit-down with Athletic Director Trev Alberts. If you want to be a part of the program tonight, here are the numbers, 402-413-2400. You can give us a call or fire off a text. Glad to pass those text questions along to Mr. Alberts. And, man, you, there just seems like a lightness about you, a little like there's just kind of a freedom compared to when you were here last month. Has something changed in the last 30 days, Trev? Well, uh, yeah, a little bit changed. <laughs> and uh, so we've uh, we've actually gotten a little sleep over the last several days and it's been very good and but uh, no thrilled that uh, coach rule is our coach and we got through that and and uh, working with him as he's putting together his staff just that new renewed sense of energy and passion and uh, and wonder at being a part of the Husker family is pretty cool you oversaw the longest coaching search in school history I'd like to apologize for that well no but take us through that what was that like what'd you learn and how was how did you probably learned a lot going through that process. Well, I really did. You know, let's let's be honest. I I, I mean, I've hired coaches before, but I've, I've not hired a coach. Um, you know, in this magnified of a role, if you will. And uh, so, I, I you know, I think the thing that was most interesting to me is there was nine games left in the season. I mean, we, we basically had the entire football season, Greg. And so, it, it in the one sense, it gave us an, a real opportunity. And so, we got to really sit down and kind of first think about. And this was important to me is to, we got to first be honest with ourselves about where we currently reside. You know, what, what is our current position? And, you, you know, some of it's ugly. Some of it's not good, you know. But if you don't have the courage to, to define that, it's hard to move forward. So we got to put all that together, got to put the priorities in place, and then get to work. And the thing that was most, uh, I guess, um, 
comforting to me was in spite of what our record had been over the last several years, the amount of respect that people have for the University of Nebraska and what our brand stands for and, and our past was really, really strong. Um, obviously, there's been some things that have changed in terms of the Big Ten and, and those types of things, but being a member of the Big Ten was certainly good for us. But uh, a fascinating process. Talked to a lot of people, as I said earlier, weren't coaching candidates, but I wanted to talk to current ADs and other conferences about their process and what they learned. And so I needed to be a sponge because I, I wanted to do the best job I possibly could, and, and I had a lot of help in the process as well, and uh, I'm glad where we ended up. It was really interesting when Matt mentioned that he kind of did a stealth visit to Lincoln during the search. Yeah. How key was that, do you think, to convince him and his family that this might be a good fit for them? Well, I, I kind of took this approach a little bit like, um, you know, the recruiting process of, of student athletes. And, you know, when you think about official visits, uh, generally if you can be either the first official visit or the last, you got the best chance of getting them to commit. And so I wanted to be the first. And so as quickly as we could, I also knew that there was a family and vacation involved with Matt and Julie, and they were going to go out of the country. And uh, so I wanted to get him here to Lincoln because I've always believed, and I continue to believe, uh, that whether it's a student athlete, prospective student athlete, or a coach or a staff, if we want to acquire great talent here, um, it's wonderful to look at pictures. It's wonderful to do things via Zoom. But if you get them here, um, people are blown away by our state, you know, and uh, they're blown away by Lincoln. They're they're blown away by the investment of our community and, and our fan base and what our facilities look like. And I, I'd also say blown away by our staff. You know, one of the things that... Um, it wasn't just Matt and his wife who came here. I, Matt's agent came and wanted him to see our facilities and walk around. And the common theme was there's a standard here. There's an expectation here. And so little things like what does our concourse look like when it's not a football game? right? Just during the week. Um, is it clean? How do we care for our facilities? What kind of stewards are we of, you know, of the Husker family? And we've got a, we got a staff here that takes that really seriously. And that made a real difference in being able to acquire uh, Matt and Julie Rule and their family to come to Lincoln. He's been on the job a little over two weeks. What have you observed uh, from him in the last 14, 15 days? I know he hasn't been here a whole lot. Yeah, well, we, we talk all the time, obviously, and, and uh, he just checked in with me again this afternoon. Um, I'm approving all of these flights all over the world with these assistant coaches. <laughs> it's obviously a really chaotic time right now for him with, uh, with the early signing date. And, um, but what I've observed is what I anticipated is, uh, you know, these guys are workers and uh, uh, really passionate. You know, um, I should probably let Matt um, say this, uh, but I'll say it anyway. Sorry. Uh, you know, he said one of the things that's been really amazing to him and the staff is being out on the road recruiting is just how well-respected Nebraska is. And that's been something that's really uh, been encouraging to him. And so they've had a great reception out on the recruiting trail. I think that's been really good. So uh, watch them work as a staff in putting together that first official visit weekend here, the attention to detail, a lot of those things. I mean, they've got very high expectations, uh, a professionalism. And I knew that Matt would have lots of questions and ideas, and but he'd do it in a professional manner. So uh, uh, I think he's thrilled so far, and so are we. we got a lot of work to do. Obviously, we're undefeated, and so everybody's happy uh, right now. <laughs> he's been in pro football for a couple of years, and there's been some changes to yes. the college landscape since then. Yeah. 
have you had to work on educating him some on NIL and some of the things that have changed with college sports? Well, you know, he did a lot of that work himself prior to actually getting hired. I mean, that entire time after he was let go by Carolina, he was working on this. But really am pleased with our staff. You know, Jonathan Bateman and Jamie Vaughn and our compliance office has worked really hard with Matt to help make sure that he understands. But um, he's been working proactively on his own strategic vision on, on how to apply NIL. You know, a lot of coaches have different philosophies on how they want to utilize those things and obviously getting him integrated with the two collectives that we have will be really important and having him understand and create those relationships so um, yeah it's a collaborative team it's got to be cohesive it has to have consistent communication and of course it's one of his key qualities as a leader is he's a you know obviously a tremendous communicator and his ability to do that is going to help him uh, manage what that vision looks like relative to NIL and the portal. Trevor, there's been a handful of other hirings around the country in the last couple of weeks. It's been fascinating to listen to some of these coaches attack this very topic and some say they really don't have much of an interest to participate in that. Do you feel that way or do you feel like this is something you have to wrap your arms around a little bit? Uh, we're, we're at the University of Nebraska. We intend on being leaders at everything. And uh, so whatever college athletics throws our way, uh, we're going to first define it, define the challenge, look at the opportunity, and then we'll work collaboratively to create a solution to try to be one of the best at it. And uh, so not only are we interested in it, we're going to participate in it at a high level. We're going to do it the right way, uh, but we're going to empower our student athletes and our coaches. and. Um, I like the plan that we have in place. I like the focus, and uh, um, certainly it's not the end-all, be-all, but I will say it's it's an important tool that we need to consider along with everything else, um, and um, so we're really interested in it, and I'm grateful if those other schools aren't interested. We've got a big birthday coming up here in Lincoln next year, and you made some news earlier today. That we're about to celebrate the 100th anniversary of this yeah. glorious stadium, Memorial yeah. Stadium, which you played in during your playing days, and you made a big announcement about tickets. Let's let everybody hear what this is all about. Yeah, you know, our team got together and, and we thought, you know, what, what can we do immediately? And, and obviously this is, you know, just a, a small token of our appreciation. We've got a much larger vision that we are working with with our committee on Memorial Stadium. And we're going to look more holistically at all of our pricing. We're going to look more holistically at our seat um, licensing fees for all of those different areas and how the stadium um, works in terms of equity. But what could we do immediately right now to celebrate 100 years? And so we threw a lot of ideas around and ultimately uh, said, well, what if we just lowered our season ticket prices by $100? And uh, everybody kind of looked at each other and uh, we said, let's do it. And meanwhile, the CFO looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but no, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to, to, to all of us. And so... Again, it's it's a really small. Our fans have been through with with us um, every step of the way through all of our challenges, ups and downs. And uh, again, not to overstate this, but we just thought it'd be a nice token. Um, you know, we're going to look for additional ways and opportunities to celebrate 100 years of Memorial Stadium. You'll see more of those types of things come out. Um, I think we've got a a book that's going to commemorate 100 years mm -hmm. of, of Husker football. Obviously, we're going to be uh, releasing the new and updated. 
updated uh, original version of Herbie Husker as, as part of this 100-year anniversary as well and moving forward. So we'll have the new mascot. So just want to do all we can to celebrate what makes Nebraska special. And we thought the best thing that we could do is lower season ticket prices by 25% uh, for next season. And then we'll take a more broad look holistically at all of our pricing, how it all operates, what's the amenity levels. But this was something we could do immediately. Last month, you had mentioned that they're looking at doing something for the east balcony, maybe even as soon as for next season. Yeah. Any update on that? Yeah, we are moving forward with the east balcony. And um, so that's going to be um, important that we do a good job of communicating there. I, I think we've sent out the hard le uh, letters that I signed to each of the folks who have been out. We'll get an email out. We'll get all the information as best we can. But ultimately what happened, and this is not part of the you know holistic vision of the stadium either. We had some challenges relative to waterproofing that that section needed some 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 maintenance and so we felt like we couldn't wait, and so we wanted to move forward. And as part of that, we made the decision to transition the east balcony into basically a new club level. So that's going to mirror the west club. And so that's all going to be converted into club level seats. It makes a lot of sense. It has the easy access there. So we're going to have a reduction of a little over 600 seats in that east balcony. And so this is going to affect, obviously, a lot of folks. You're going to have the seat licensing requirements the same as the west side. And so we'll do a good job of communicating that. We'll reach out um, and we'll personally make phone calls to everybody that's sitting in that section. Obviously, we're not going to be removing anybody. Everybody will have the option if they'd like to stay in the east balcony. Just the pricing structure will look a little bit different. And that's a, an area that uh, some of our fans are already making those donations and can stay. Others will say, not interested in that donation. We'll find a different seat for them that that's more uh, appropriate. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have that work done prior to the 23 season, so that east balcony will all be transitioned into club seats. It's the newest part of the stadium, but it takes on a lot of weather up there, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. It, it, and I've been down there a little bit. By the way, the band and those students take on a lot of the weather, too. <laughs> and Dude. so, you know, um, it, it, it does... Um, it does take a lot, and um, we, we, we really needed to do this a year ago, frankly, and we kind of held off because I wanted to see whether the entire stadium project would move forward, but we just can't wait. So we'll move forward and get that waterproofing done and, and transitioning those into chairbacks and club seats. Dorothy Lynch, Homestyle Light and Lean Dressing Endless Flavorability. Trev Alberts with us for the entire hour, 402-413-2400, the number to dot us up with a comment or question. Let's go to Plattsmouth and start off tonight with Drew. Good evening, Drew. You're up with Trev. Oh, hi, Trev. First, I just want to congratulate you on a great search and getting getting our guy. I really like what Coach Rule has to say and super excited. Um, my question is, both uh, you and Coach Rule have mentioned you want Nebraska to be the premier developmental program in the country. With the transfer portal and kids moving so quickly and easily, I guess how, how do you overcome that obstacle to keep kids in the program long enough to really uh, develop develop them and uh, prevent them from transferring and losing so many kids. So I'll just hang up and listen to your thoughts. Thanks. Thank you, Drew. I really appreciate you calling. It's a great question, you know, and, and, and being a development program, given the new realities of, of college athletics, does take on a different sort of vision. The reality is whether they're a zero star or a five star, development has to happen with whatever level of student athlete you're bringing into your program. 
And so I really believe that, you know, I, I think it's really more of philosophy. It's a mentality. It's about the development of the fundamentals, you know, not just football specific, but development relative to strength and conditioning, all those types of things. So, um, you know, We'll get student athletes here who want to max out. We're, we're going to find student athletes, and it can't just be about the football component. It's academics. It's life skills. This is a place that you ought to be able to come and know that if you do the work, when you leave here, this place will develop you into the best athlete, um, the best student, the, the best socially, spiritually, all of those things. And you can max out and walk out of here the best you possibly can be with a God-given talent that you've been given. And so that's sort of the development piece that I anticipate. And by the way, we find that if that development piece is there and people are seeing themselves grow, and that's part of the culture, then it's easier to maintain those as part of your program as well. Drew, appreciate the phone call. Buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder for the NDOT Highway Safety Office, a text from Sam in Omaha for you, Trev. Sales pitch, 100-year anniversary uniforms to commemorate the first year of Memorial Stadium. We'll throw back uniform to 1923. Run well, that by your Adidas friends. I, I can't go too far, but we, we <laughs> may or may not <laughs> have a throwback <laughs> uniform at some point. We have one every year, right? We do. So we do. Um, mm -hmm. there, there may or may not be some reference uh, to the fact that it's 100 years old. But, but great idea. In fact, I've had other great ideas. Uh, my, my good buddy Jim Rose texted me and said, what about throwback prices for concessions and go back to 1923? It's a quarter for everything. Uh, well, we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, I, I just think it's a, it is a great time, uh, not only for us who work in the athletic department, but all of our fans to just sort of reflect reflect a little bit on 100 years of Husker football and how blessed and privileged we are to have the facility we have and the kind of support we have. And we're going to do the best we can internally uh, to recognize that and, um, and honor it. Sam, we, we're glad you offered up that. That's, that's a good thought. Keep them coming. Uh, let's get one more caller before we go to our first break. Back to Omaha and Mark. Good evening. Mark, you're up with Trev. Oh, thank you. I was just wanting to ask if they're going to work on the parking situation at Devaney, since some of the lots are unpaved and it gets really muddy and dusty and dirty, and it, it isn't really up to par with the rest of Devaney. Mark, you uh, thank you. Uh, and by the way, thank you for going to volleyball games and parking in the gravel lots. Uh, but you're 100% right. The parking is not uh, appropriate. And quite frankly, we at some point, it would be great if we had a parking garage over there somehow, some way. Um, you know, and, and it's not a solution I have. I, I don't have any answer uh, today or any solutions to the challenge, but you are correct. And as part of Innovation Campus continues to grow and we're building that out, um, eventually a more detailed and strategy around parking will emerge. Um, today, uh, we don't have that strategy, and, and I agree with you, Mark. It's not appropriate and it's not to the quality it needs to be. And um, we'll keep working on that. Tough week here. Final yeah. Four in Omaha, volleyball not there. Have you talked to Coach Cook? Your thoughts about the way their season went? Yeah, I did talk to, to, to John, and, and obviously he's disappointed. And, and, uh, but, but so much of the season, I guess, you know, as I said a long time ago in multiple shows, we've got to be careful that we don't take volleyball for granted. Our volleyball program, we're all disappointed, right? We're not in Omaha. We're going to finish probably in the top ten again this year. So let's not take that for granted. Uh, it was a unique season for him in terms of some of the injuries and challenges that 
that the team faced. Uh, but I know that he was really focused and the team was focused on trying to find a way. And it's just shocking to me that we're entering here without a Big Ten team in Omaha uh, playing volleyball. But, um, you know, John will be back. John, you know, had a great year. We're going to sit down. Uh, face to face, we always do it at the end of the season. Talk a little bit about, you know, what are we doing well? What what can we do better? What can I do better administratively? And what kind of support is necessary? But uh, things are bright for our volleyball program. 402-413-2400. That is our Sports Nightly Hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime with 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. When we come back, an announcement about the future of Husker football. We'll get into that next. Cornoyer throws to a screen and roll. Cat Wheeler blocked. Markowski blocked it. She's doing it all. Widener throws it ahead. Maddie Kroll didn't get her feet set correctly. Out to Moriarty for three. You betcha. Off the assist of Maddie Kroll. Kalo's on fire. That's a career-high third triple. Hey, Huskers fans. Tomorrow, join us for Sports Nightly as head coach Amy Williams hosts the Nebraska Women's Basketball Show at 7 p.m. Tune into your local affiliate or at Huskers.com or by using the Huskers mobile app. Go Big Red. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It is our Athletics Director Show for the month of December. Trev Albert's with us until the top of the hour. The numbers, if you want to be a part of the program with a call or a text, 402-413-2400. I ran into Husker football royalty today in the hallway. Tommy Frazier was walking around here. Good to see him. I had not seen Tommy in a while. Yeah, it was great to see Tommy. Got to spend a little time with him and, and uh, walk him down the second floor. And uh, Coach Satterfield was in there. He's got a, I think he's got a visit in Omaha. So he's one of the few coaches that are actually in the office here. And uh, I think it had been a while since, since Tommy was back. I saw him down in Las Vegas at Zach Wiegert's College Football Hall of Fame. And uh, so Tommy's doing well. He's, uh, you know, um, still loves Husker football, and I know you enjoyed spending some time with him as well. Yep. But, yeah. Good to see him. Um, I mentioned going to the break. You've got an announcement about the future of Husker football. You know the date of the spring game, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I know a lot of people uh, are, have a great interest in the spring game and making sure they get that date on their calendar. So looks like it's going to be April 22nd. So April 22nd will be uh, the spring game this year. Uh, we're assuming it's going to be at 1 o'clock. Uh, obviously, we're going to work with the Big Ten Network. It's likely to be on the Big Ten Network, so that could be altered just a a little bit, but wanted to make sure folks could get that on their calendar. Obviously, new coaching staff, uh, be some new players, and uh, would love to have folks come out. So put that on your calendar, April 22nd. Very good. That You're right. People plan big events around that, weddings and that type of thing. So. Well, there's a few of us in the Big Ten Conference that spend quite a bit of time in meetings helping the conference office understand that our fan bases, we need these schedules because our fan bases are scheduling weddings and other things around our <laughs> schedules. So as soon as we can get these out, we need to get these out for the benefit of our fans. Very good. All right, let's head to the phone. Let's go to South Dakota. And David, hello, David. You're up with Trev. Hello. Hi, David. Um, thank you, Trev. I thought you were the best decision ever for Nebraska football and athletic programs. So I know you came from a su- successful place where you were before and my mom is a great uh husker fan you know 
almost lost her this year, so it really would have crushed me. And my football coach had a picture with Tom Osborne, and uh, I lost him last year. So, mm. you know, I've had, had my uh, bouts with stuff, but I am so happy that Nebraska hired you because the football program was in disarray for so long. And please, I am, I am so tired of Nebraska not being ranked in the top ten. Oh man, we have the best program in the nation, academically, athletically, and everything else. And I am so thankful for you, Trev, that you took control of that program and the athletics there. Well, and I know we're going to be back on the top programs like Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. I know we're going to get there with you. So thank you very much. God bless you. And keep everything going, okay? Thank you. God bless. Well, thank you, David. I, I really appreciate your kind words. The reality is, and I think Coach Matt said this at the press conference, uh, it won't be about one person. It'll be about all of us. It'll be about all of us having a unity of purpose and working together, working hard. But um, I'm with you, David. It's time for the University of Nebraska and our football program to take the necessary steps to, to become relevant again and, and um, confident in this staff that they'll do the work to um, put the fundamental pieces in place that we can have a program you'll be really proud of, David. Thank you. Text question for you, Trev. Heather in Lincoln, can you tell me what is going on when a scholarship athlete is awarded a particular endowed scholarship in honor of someone? I see these being done during breaks in the football game. Is it in addition to their scholarship? Uh, what? What exactly is it? Well, it's actually providing funding for scholarships. So the University of Nebraska and our athletic department, obviously, we're paying for full freight for all the scholarships, whether they're international students, in-state student athletes, or out of state. So there's a limit to the scholarship amount that you can give them. That would be you know, an NCAA violation if we gave a double scholarship to somebody. But it's, it's a kind donor or supporter who stepped up to help fund the cost of the scholarship that the athletic department would ordinarily pay. Like the Brooke Beringer That's right. scholarship type. That's thing. right. Yeah. Good question, Heather. I didn't know that either. Let's go to Portland, Oregon, and Bruce. Hello, Bruce. You're up with Trev. Hey, Trev. It's an honor to be able to talk to you. Um, so, basically, my question is um, as a lifelong Husker fan, um, where do you see this team, let's just say in about five years? I'm not asking you about wins or losses, um, but where, where, do, where do you want it? Hmm. Bruce, that's a great question, and I think what Bruce and others are starting to uh, kind of gather is I, I, I really resist saying numbers of wins, and I know some folks get frustrated by that, but man, where, where I want this program to be is, is, is I want this program uh, to consistently you know, be competing at the highest levels in the Big Ten Conference. I, I, I want, you know, I know what our TV deals look, looks like. You know, when we're going to have that, um, you know, those windows at 2.30 on CBS, and we're going to have primetime games on NBC. I want the University of Nebraska being selected all the time. And, you know, big noon kickoff on Fox. I want to be in that prime game, you know. I think that's what our role is in athletics. We're, we're you know, we're, we're the institutional brand awareness group, right, the marketing group. And um, I think we can do a better job there. So, you know, I, I – that's the type of program that you want to have, you know, that's relevant nationally. And, you know, when you're looking at the top 25 programs, you're going to bowl games consistently. And, and uh, you know, I, th I think that's important. That's where we need to be. Folks, buckle up, put that phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office, it got lost because of the excitement of Matt Rural being named the head coach. 
but a really nice win to end the season for the football program, to go to Iowa and win that game first time in seven years to beat the Hawkeyes. You know, it felt so good and to have the chance to be there and and, uh, was really grateful uh, that 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 staff got to enjoy that with the team, you know, uh, because a lot of work went into that season and it wasn't easy. It was up and down. Remember, this was an Iowa team (laughs) that was competing for a Big Ten West. So this is certainly on the road. And so for our team to go down there to play that well, um, I thought was really indicative of the kind of leadership that we had and the kind of character that we had on the team. So wonderful to see them get to enjoy that moment. Bring that trophy back here. It's sitting in the football offices right now. (laughs) saw it today. All right, need to take a break. 402-413-2400. That is our Sports Nightly Hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. More with Trev coming up next. We are back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It's our athletic director show for the month of December. I understand you got a little bling this week delivered to you by the softball program, huh? What it was, was this? Well, it, it was it was wonderful. I, I had no idea. They just said that some softball players wanted to to meet with me. And so a little bit like the, the men's basketball players when I presented the black shirt, you know, they were like, well, what does this mean? Generally, when student athletes request to speak with you, you're a little bit worried, is something not right? Yeah. And uh, they came in with Coach Ravel and, and presented me with a Big Ten championship ring that they were kind enough to, to make one for me and uh, just uh, three outstanding young ladies and we got a really really outstanding softball program we got a great great leader and a great coaching staff for softball and uh, they've got a great nucleus back and uh, they've got a new playing surface of turf in the outfield. They're going to have a new um, padded wall out there with some new branding. So really looking forward to watching them play. And uh, it was just really kind of them to do that. You got a ring. We got some cookies from Coach Ravel today. She dropped. She's just off in the giving mood. And by the way, they Love were it. warm when I got them. Oh boy. Yeah. Those are the best kind. Let's head to the phone. Let's go to Norfolk and John. Good evening, John. You're up with Trev. Hey, how you doing, Trev? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for calling. Excellent. Hey, I had a question. I don't remember if this took place when Pliny was coaching, but there was like a class or something called Football 101 Mm -hmm. for females to take to learn about football. Has there been any thought, I would love to see something like this for the guys for volleyball? Hmm. I I absolutely love Husker volleyball. Not only Husker volleyball, but now I watch all kinds of college women's volleyball. And for me, I probably watch more of that than football. I get lost in rotations and all this stuff. And I would love to be able to go to something, you know, with John Cook or whoever that explains volleyball basics. Well, it, first, no, it's a great thought, John. It's a great call. Um, you know, I think the Husker 101 deal was kind of started by Coach Darlington. George Darlington had a passion yep. for teaching football and uh, started out for for women, but I think also transitioned into open to anybody. And I think a similar thinking around 
uh, volleyball would be great. Um, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I, like I said, I'm meeting with John and I'm going to present it to him and say, hey, how do we engage our fans even more? Because I agree with you. You know, I've I've learned a lot about other sports in my time here that I didn't know all the nuances to. And and when you you get that in-depth knowledge of each of these individual sports, you have a better appreciation also of the individual talent of those student athletes based on what you know on on the structure of what they're doing in terms of their scheme and all that. So that's a great idea. Thank you for that. Good. Uh, Jeremy on our text line down in Texas said, Trev, really proud of the job you're doing. Rural is a great hire, well-respected across the state of Texas. Quick question, from your time in college football media, any stories or interactions with Mike Leach, who passed away today? Mm. Yeah, I was uh, um, obviously the University of Nebraska and our football program and all of our fans, I'm sure, would express our sincere condolences to the Leach family and, and to Mississippi State. But I did. I um, I interacted with Coach Leach several times as a broadcaster and uh, one of the most unique individuals you'd ever meet. And he was different. Um, he was a night owl. He um, he rarely got to the office before noon. And But he'd love to work till 12, 1 o'clock. And I just remember my wife being frustrated, like, what are you doing? Because you had to interview yeah. Coach Leach at like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning because that's just how it was for him. But um, he loved to talk. He loved to tell stories. Um, you know, but he just had this brilliant mind. He was so innovative, and he just thought about the game differently. And while you'll see all these coaches with their play sheets and they're all these different colors and, and there's massive amounts of plays and you watch Coach Leitz and he's got in a one hand scribble. a little, you know, a little whatever, a cue card there that has a few plays on it and he had concepts. Uh, just a brilliant man. And, uh, you know, we talked, to, we had a head coaches meeting today and uh, talked a little bit about this. Um, you know, the stress that our coaches in many of our sports are under, um, you know, with all of the things thrown at them right now. I mean, we talk a lot about student athletes and mental health and we talk about these challenges. The reality is, is we need to take care of each other and our coaches as well. I mean, they're under a significant amount of stress and you throw in the social media and the transfer portal and the NIL and all these other things that are going on. Um, it's contributing to you know, some of the, the health challenges and other things. So we need to take care of each other, but I, I, I do appreciate that text, and I'm glad we could talk about it. Much, much respect. He changed the game of football. Sure did. Changed the Big 12 Conference. He changed really. football, and yeah. there's not a lot of coaches that you can say, you know, boy, that guy came in and he changed the game of football, and Mike Leach did that. Yeah. Sure did. First Interstate Bank built for you. Learn more at www.firstinterstatebank.com. Member FDIC. Let's go to the phones again. Let's stay in Lincoln. Jay, you are up next with Trev. Hi, Trev. How you doing? I'm doing well, Jay. Thank you for calling. Just wanted to congratulate you on the hire. Uh, just wanted to talk about the past 20 years and the evol evolution of football. Uh, Nebraska's old blueprint was physicality from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of football you see today is kind of based around the line of scrimmage with the bells and whistles, all the speed, the speed, the spacing. Uh, I think you did a great job of hiring somebody that has a mix of both that realizes, especially this year, we have the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receivers, but until the line of scrimmage can do their job, None of it really matters. 
That's right. Uh, and, and especially on defense, too. Some of these offenses look amazing because the quarterback has five seconds to throw the ball. If you have a D-line that's disruptive, it destroys everything. That's right. So, so I hope – I just want just wanted to thank you for the hire that you made of, of not getting caught up in the, the trends of today and, and whatnot. So thank you, Trev, and go Big Red. Well, thank you, Jay. Uh, go Big Red to you as well. And this is what makes Nebraska so different is uh, – Look Look at the football knowledge that Jay just presented, right? And this this is our fan base. They understand what football looks like. They understand how to build a competitive team. And uh, of course we want to have fast guys. Of course we'd love to throw 70-yard bombs at the end of the day. And these were the kinds of things that Coach Rule and I were talking about throughout the process. But, you know, just like I... I remember, you know, we went down to, to L.A. and we played UCLA, and Tommy Frazier, who we talked about earlier, was our quarterback, you know. certainly wasn't all his fault, but there's days where the offense has an off day. You know, there's just like in basketball, there's a day where the shots aren't going down. Well, what can you control? You can control your defense, you can control your rebounding, you can control your effort. That was a similar, you know, deal for us. Um, you know, there's going to be days where you turn the ball over. I think that game against UCLA in 93, we had four turnovers. We just didn't play that well. Um, but but you can always play great defense. You can always be physical at the line of scrimmage. And so, football has changed, and you got to be more multiple. You know, a lot has been made about a three-three-five defense. Look, I mean, part of that defense is it's adaptable, and 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 you can have four or five guys in the line if you need to. And it's hard to, you know, you can disguise who are these players. That was the hardest thing when I would do broadcasting in Rocky Long's defenses. Is I, you know, you create your board and you're trying to call a game, right? Well, the hardest part about the three-three-five defense is you never knew who was actually in what role and that's the benefit of that defense as you go to the offense quarterbacks come to the line of scrimmage and your identity offensive line is identifying who is the mike linebacker well if it's interchangeable and adaptable it gives you a chance to create some chaos and havoc so what i'm most con- you know convinced of and uh, comforted by now we'll have to see how it goes but what i think coach rule believes in is building from the inside out controlling the line of scrimmage and being physical, and then integrating those other types of things like speed and those kinds of things. I mean, we're going to be multiple. He's going to be multiple. We're going to, you know, we're not going to run an offense from the 50s, but at the same time, the core fundamentals and principles of good football um, must be there, and we need to start there. Appreciate the phone call. Nebraska 811 says go dig red before you dig. Always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. Back with our final segment with Trev next. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop their two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall where Huskers shop. Got a graduation coming up here on Saturday, and you've got some athletes that'll be getting their diploma. Yeah, just so happy for them. A lot of hard work obviously goes into that experience, so I think we'll have 25 student athletes that are going to earn their degree, and some of them their master's degree. For instance, Kainsey Thompson is getting his master's degree, so you know, we often forget about that component of the student athlete experience. We're so focused on the wins and losses, but um, student-athletes doing great in the classroom and I'm just so grateful to our staff that we have in academics supporting those young men and young women and by the way while we're talking about our staff I also want to thank our staff even though we're not going to be in Omaha at the you know final four for volleyball our staff we're hosting so our staff is down there working hard and they're gonna put on a great show 
also want to thank some of our staff. I know there's been some concern and frustration over at PBA. They've had some challenges in terms of staffing, concessions, and other things. And so we're trying to find ways to integrate some of our staff to help out to try to do a better job over at PBA. We're going to work with our partner over there as best we possibly can to make sure that the Husker fan experience is as good as it can be. Got less than a minute left in the show. We'll have some basketball games over the student break. Out opens up some tickets right behind the benches, so you need some folks to come buy some tickets to go to the games. Well, I'd love to have fans uh, show up both women's basketball and men's basketball. It's a great ticket. It's fun to watch. I think women's basketball is 8-3. and three. They've yeah. won on the road, beat Maryland. I think the story's out there about what Fred and his staff are doing. Uh, they're playing gritty, tough, excellent defense, and they're in every game. Could have won that game the other night, and they're now the number one ranked team in the country, just to show you the kind of effort that our young men and young women are playing with. I'm going to stop you before you say something too bad about the officiating. I don't want you to get in trouble. We love all the officials in the Big Ten. We just <laughs> wish they would make more correct calls when they... <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well.